And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Hello, British Columbia. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, today's show is our annual home for the holiday show. I'll show you how it works. Dwayne Bishop, our producer in the studio, is with us. Dwayne. Hello. Me- Merry Christmas. Got a memory? What's your memory? What's your finest memory as a little kid growing up at Christmas time? Oh, as a little kid uh, growing up at Christmas time, it's got to be family and food and music and stuff like that. It's a West Indian family, so uh, from Trinidad. Lots of curries and rotis and chickens and crabs and a whole bunch of food going on. A lot of family, too. Wow. Dwayne, you nailed it. Uh, Folks, don't go away. we got plenty more of that coming up. We're heading to Argentina, Peru, the Naramata Bench, and Kelowna for Home for the Holidays on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we are all set to go. There's more to come. This is PC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gizmondi. This holiday season, find everything you need to celebrate by visiting Anthony Gizmondi's website, gizmondionwine.com. Discover wines according to your preference and price range in the database of reviewed and scored wines added to daily by Anthony and his team. View the annual champagne and sparkling wine compendiums and recommended wines for holiday entertaining and gift giving. Don't miss a thing. Subscribe to their free monthly newsletter delivered to your inbox. Life's too short to drink bad wine. Visit gizmondionwine.com today. From mountain adventures and Okanagan wine, experience Penticton this holiday season. Visit one of over 80 nearby wineries with an intimate winter wine tasting. You can also sample local ice wines or pick up a holiday gift pack, basket, or even a case of wine. Can't make it in? Shop online and have the wine shipped right to your house. Before you go to Penticton, make sure to check the website for information on wine tours, tasting room hours, and highway conditions. And for more trip inspiration, go to visitpenticton.com. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe, inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. The legend lives on. Three-Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature, a bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name, Three-Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Hello, British Columbia, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays across our British Columbia network of radio stations as you uh, celebrate the season. We are celebrating with our festive Home for the Holidays show, one of our favorite shows of the year. 
a chance to hear stories about uh, Christmas and holidays uh, spent with many of the people in the wine business that we interact with all year round. And our first guest today is Jennifer Molgott. She's the president of View Winery in Ward Cider in Kelowna. Jennifer, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic. I guess I should wish you Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a fun time of the year. It is a fabulous time of year. And, you know, from a winery perspective, it's such a relaxed time of year. I know for most people, Christmas is crazy. But for us, it is a welcome respite from the craziness of harvest and crush. And the vines are sleeping now under their little white blanket of snow. And we just get yeah. to kick back and enjoy delicious food and wine. Yeah, that uh, that sounds very calming. Uh, maybe I'll take you even further back. Why don't we talk about some of the your early memories of Christmas? Uh, where were you? What 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 did you like most about Christmas back in the day? Oh, fun. Okay, let me think. Let's go right back to uh, to our childhood. Um, I think the funnest time was heading out looking for a Christmas tree. It was a family tradition every year. My my father would pile us all into one of his four by four vehicles and we'd head up into the hills just above the vineyard and uh search for the perfect christmas tree and uh chop it down of course who who had the say on that who had the say on what the tree was was supposed to look like well you know i think i might have had my share of of choice trees i think because i was the youngest so they would always uh, cater to me but <laughs> not not because no. you're I, not was, because you're the president and you like to make no, decisions I wasn't the president in those days i was just a little <laughs> gen piff so um no it was usually group consensus but it was always a lovely time i get a tree for my nana and my uncle and aunt and uh have a great day out in the out in the uh, countryside yeah would it be snowing Quite often it was snowing. Uh, quite often we'd stop for a while and build a fire and have some hot chocolate around the fire while we were still up in the hills. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes my father would even let us toboggan down the hill. Um, and uh, that was a wow. great time. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays we have a new tradition in our in our my immediate family. Um, oh, yeah? And I, well, yeah. Now we head out. It's not quite as adventurous, um, but we head out and with our children, and we we um, usually purchase a living Christmas tree. So we bring the living Christmas tree home, and we decorate it, um, and we only have it in the house for a couple of nights, and then it goes back outside, and in the spring we plant it. So we have about, I don't know, 12 or 13 living trees on our property now that were all Christmas trees at one time. Oh man, that's fantastic and very sustainable. Yeah, it's really fun. I, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, for people who don't know, you you grew up in in uh, in the Kelowna area. You've been there your whole life. Uh, I, yeah, my grandmother grew up there. My grandmother was born in Kelowna in 1911. We've been there a long time. We've been on the property, wow. on the vineyard property, for over a hundred years. Wow, that 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 is really impressive. I don't know if that does that make it more special for you, everyone, as the years go by. I mean, a hundred years almost now of uh, living on that property. Well, more than a hundred. It really is special for me, and several of the uh, we still have a lot of the old growth apple trees um, that are centurions that my great grandfather Ward planted, and um, it's really magical to walk past those old beasts 
and wow. just know how long our family's been farming the land. It's really special. Our guest is Jennifer Mulgaw. She's the president of uh, View Winery and Ward's Cider in Kelowna. Uh, cider, I guess, cider has come in and out of fashion over the years. Uh, th- that must be something that 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 uh, works well with Christmas, I would think. Uh, absolutely, cider works very well. I mean, I think traditionally a lot of people would have hot apple cider, and and for many people that just means apple juice that's been spiced. Um, right. But we, we take it other level now. Obviously, it's a fermented product. Uh, we have a really special uh, newly released cider called Rugged Roots, which is a fortified uh, cider, um, and that's going to be on our Christmas table uh, this, uh, this week for sure. All right. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So Christmas, when do you celebrate Christmas uh, with the family? Is it on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, or how does that work in your family? Well, we have a fairly large family, so traditionally um, we'll have two events. Usually there's, we, have, we get together on Christmas Eve, and, yeah. and traditionally when we were kids, we loved that one. Nana and Granddad would come over, and we'd have the fire roaring, and we'd have, uh, you know, appies and, and cocktails and, and wine. Uh, and the kids would all get to choose one gift to open on Christmas right. Eve. So you'd be staring at the tree all night long deciding which uh, <laughs> gift to open. And uh, we got one gift open, and then, of course, the next day, Christmas morning, everyone would get together. Traditional, It was traditional for us to have a big um, British-style seafood uh, brunch uh, and then open gifts, and then Christmas dinner as well. So, yes, a lot of food and drink um, over those couple of days. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I have to ask you: Was there one? Was there one gift when you, or one present when you were young that uh, you really wanted that you actually got uh, one Christmas and it just made it for you? Well, usually it was something to do with my pony because I'm very much into uh, to horses, and so usually I would ask for a blanket for my pony or a new halter or a new bridle. Um, you know, one year I got a pair of skis. That was really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's always kind of a, a magical time, a, a, a mystery time for young kids. Uh, and I guess the the trick now is to somehow pass that on, eh? Yeah. You know, the one thing that we still do in our family, my Nana every year would make a delicious figgy pudding. A lot of people don't realize what figgy pudding is. It's it's basically just a traditional Christmas pudding, but she would make hers every year in January or February, and she'd put it in the freezer, and it would sit there all year until Christmas. And then we'd bring it out. She would steam it, and then we'd put some holly on top. Usually there'd be copious amounts of rum poured over it and then a flame lit, and we would all sing together, we wish you a Merry Christmas. That's really fun, and you can just see even the grandkids, their eyes light up when it's time. Sometimes the holly would start on fire, and the fire alarms would go off, and that was added <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> Nothing like a holly fire to, you know, get things going. Uh, were there any silver dollars in that figgy pudding? or <laughs> No silver dollars. My mother used to do that into her birthday cake, so. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother, she used to put money in the Christmas cake. And uh, my oh, mother always, so she thought we'd all choke to death, but of course we were desperate to yes. get a quarter, <laughs> you know, or of a dime. Course, of course. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my mom did that too. And actually three of my siblings all have birthdays uh, around the Christmas, New Year's sort of time frame. So I guess it, we do associate the money cakes with that time of year as well. Yeah. 
Well, Jennifer, before we run out of time, let's talk about a couple of wines uh, that you wines or ciders, your choice that you would recommend uh, folks have a look at over the holiday season. Yes, well, it actually one ties right into our traditions. It's our new um, new label for us, but not a new wine. Uh, it is our Black Rhino Pinotage. So oh, new yeah. label uh, since COVID, we've changed the label. It's called Black Rhino, and proceeds from the sales of the wine go to the World Wildlife Foundation to help with conservation of of the rhinos. Um, but it is a beautiful, robust, a uh, little bit smoky, um, a little bit peppery, tons of dark cherry and raspberry. Uh, beautiful red, and I love serving it with our double-smoked um, maple mustard ham recipe. So that uh-huh. one will be on the table. Also that sounds delicious. It is delicious, um, but if you don't like ham, it's also uh, great with turkey. It has yeah. some really bright fruit notes, um, and so it uh, complements the, the turkey as well. So that will definitely be on our Christmas table. And okay. you can... Um, not wi- wi- widely distributed. Um, pretty much have to order that one from the wine winery, but we, we do ship and um, would love to have it on your Christmas table. And then the other one that I mentioned was our Rugged Roots Fortified Cider. That okay. one is delicious prior to the meal with some beautiful sharp cheese, um, um, blue cheese especially it's delicious with, but also uh, with the dessert. It's lovely. Very versatile, these ciders, and I, I, lo- I love how people are learning more and more about them. It, it, it's kind of fun to have that in the mix now. Well, and yes, and we grow traditional heirloom cider apples. They tend to have mm-hmm. a, a really nice uh, acidity, and so the ciders are very well balanced. They're very much like wine in that regard, in that they have that beautiful acidity that balances off the, the fruit notes and, the, and a little bit of sugar. So they, it does make them very food-worthy. Jennifer Mulgott, she's the president of View Winery and Ward Cider, uh, based in Kelowna. Jennifer, it's so great to talk with you. I hope you uh, enjoy uh, the next couple weeks and get some time off to relax a bit and spend the time with your family. And uh, I, w- I really want to thank you for joining us on uh, Home for the Holidays today. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Anthony, and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas, and thanks so much for having us on your show. You're very welcome. Thank you. Plenty more to come on the uh, Home for the Holidays edition. Guess what? Up next, we're going to speak with Jose Alberto Zucardi. He's the director of Zucardi Via de Uco in Mendoza, Argentina. We're going to have an Argentine home from the holidays. It's BC Food and Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and this is Home for the Holidays. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Discover the best wines for wintertime at Save On Foods. Cozy sweaters, movie marathons, hearty home-cooked meals. Find wines that pair perfectly with the season. At Save On Foods, there are more than 1,300 BC VQA wines all in one place. Plus, when you pick up any four bottles, get 10% off your purchase. There's something special about winter and wine. Get set for the season at Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. With 22 locations, find yours at saveonfoods.com. Take your wine appreciation to the next level and become a rebel. Welcome to the Rebel Club at Liber Farm and Winery. As a Rebel member, you'll enjoy a regular shipment of exemplary Liber wines for your cellar, along with complimentary tastings and VIP treatment at the winery and more. And with the ease and convenience of online ordering, your wine will be shipped straight to your door. 
Discover more at LiberFarm.com. Simply great wines. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Join BC Food and Wine Radio and Anthony Gizmondi at the 44th Vancouver International Wine Festival, April 22nd to 30th at the Vancouver Convention Center. Tickets for the International Festival tastings featuring 152 wineries from 17 countries and highlighting South America are on sale now. Stay, sip, and save. Get a free tasting ticket worth up to $129 when you book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com. Details at vanwinefest.ca. Don't wine and drive. Clos du Soleil makes wines that speak of the Similkameen soil where their grapes are grown and the souls of the people who call this valley their home. Winemaker Michael Clark and his team specialize in wines that blend Bordeaux grape varieties with their unique mountainous terroir. The result is wines that are elegant, ageable, and authentic. Clos du Soleil, wild places, soulful wines. Available at closdusoleil.ca and fine restaurants and wine stores near you. From our Save-On Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Well, happy holidays, British Columbia. A shout out to Vancouver Base, BNM, Bloomberg, 1410, and all the other 19 cities across the province on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. It's our annual Home for the Holidays edition, and our guest is Jose Alberto Zucardi. He's the director of Zucardi Via de Uco, and he's joining us from Argentina, from Mendoza. Jose, how are you? It's so fantastic to see you uh, on this Christmas week. It's a great pleasure for me, Anthony. It's a great pleasure uh, to, to see you also. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of, it's sort of weird, I guess, because we celebrate the holidays, obviously, in the snow, but you're now almost in the middle of summer. Uh, it, it must be a completely different way to, to uh, celebrate uh, Christmas and New Year's. You know, we live in a region where most of the people are immigrants mainly from Italy, Spain, European immigrants. And even if we have a very hot weather during Christmas, still we eat the same as you eat with the, with the cold weather. Well, you, I'm asking people maybe some of their fondest memories of growing up as a kid. You have such a strong family ethic between you, your family, your father. What can you tell us about Christmas when you were a kid? Christmas was uh, always uh, a big table. Uh, in, in, in our culture, in our family, we, you know, we are uh, Italian uh, immigrants in my father's side. I am the fourth generation, uh, people who came from Avellino uh, in Campania area in Italy. And in my mother's side, uh, I am second generation, 
my, my mother was uh, the first generation in the family born in, in Argentina, born in Mendoza. Then for us, the, you, you know, Italians, the table is, is a very important situation. Always my, we, we did, uh, by the way, we printed the book that is called Emma, that was my, my mother's name, with all the dishes she used to, to cook at home. And oh, wow. for me, the, the remember of uh, Christmas was always all the family around the table. Always wine, of course. You know, my, my father uh, was a civil engineer and he started doing irrigation systems. Uh, Mendoza is a desert. We are at the foothills of the Andes. Here, the Andes are very high and they stop the humidity air coming from the Pacific. Uh, making Mendoza a desert. Then my father dedicate, uh, started doing irrigation system in order to use in a better way the, the water. Mm. To, who don't know Mendoza, I imagine we just cultivate three and a half percent of the surface of the province and 96.5 is a desert and will always be a desert because no water. And then my father started doing that irrigation system to improve the efficiency in the water. And, and then he arrives to the wine through this activity because looking to how to show in a better way his irrigation system to the producers in the region, he planted the vineyard and yeah. it becomes his, his passion. He discovered his, his passion about the wine. Then always wine in the table, always olive oil because we, the traditions and in the region also we produce very good olive oils. But my, my, my remember is that it's, it's a social situation, it's a, a presence. A, as a kid, the, we wait for the presence in Christmas. Uh, and, and still now, uh, my father and mother pass away, but with my children and with my grandchildren, uh, Christmas is an opportunity to, to share and to yeah. share and to be around the table, the special food, the special, the, the re recipes that my mother did still uh, are with us uh, during Christmas. We, as I said, we have a book that my children did where all the recipes that Emma used to do, uh, used to cook in the, in, in, for the family. Yeah. And always yeah. was a very pretty table with a lot of small things and a, basically very diverse uh, things. Uh, and, we and try in the family to, to become a little bit more lighter than the traditional Christmas food. More uh, in December, we have uh, wonderful vegetables here. At this time of the year, we have a lot of fruits and vegetables. Then it's a, it's a very diverse uh, table. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and in terms of the celebration in, in Argentina, do you celebrate uh, on the Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Yes, we, we normally have the, 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 the night, the, the Christmas night. We have a very good dinner. And then we have the, on, the, on the 25th, it's, it's more not just family, also with friends. Uh, normally the Christmas dinner, we are the family. And normally the Christmas day, uh, the 25th, we have 
not just a family, sometimes a lot of friends together. And, and the meeting happened when it's a good swimming, swimming pool <laughs> because it's, <laughs> here it's hot. We need a swimming pool for, for, for that day. Yeah, it, it's good to remind us of that, that it's the middle of summer there. Yeah, uh, that sounds fantastic. And I, I, I thought maybe we could just talk quickly about uh, a couple of wines uh, that we could celebrate with here in Canada from Zuccardi. Uh, one of them I'd like you to tell me about is is the uh, Santa Julia Melbach Reserva, which is uh, such a fantastic price and such a delicious wine. You know, the first, uh, we, we the family owns two wineries, the, the Santa Julia and the Zuccardi Valle de Uco. And Santa Julia, the name is because my daughter, I have three children, I have uh, two boys and one girl. Uh, Sebastian and Miguel are the boys, and Julia is my only girl. And then many years ago, we named the, the winery Santa Julia. Even it's Julia, it's Julia, but it's not the same. <laughs> but we, we yeah. named after her uh, Santa Julia. And Santa Julia Malbec Reserva, that is a wine you can try there, is, is a style of wines we love to do. Wines that talk about the place. The grapes come from the Uco Valley. Uco Valley is the highest and west, in the, in more close to the mountains region in Mendoza. It's a high altitude region. It's between mm -hmm. 1,000 to 1,500 meters above the sea level. And a lot of uh, purity in the fruit, uh, very, very uh, characteristic Malbec. Yeah. Uh, we love to, to do wines that uh, have freshness, that uh, really tell you about the place where we produce and about the variety we, we produce. And it's, very, it's, a, it's a very generous style too. I like that, uh, that, that how generous that wine is. It doesn't overpower you. It, I think it would be great with Turkey as well here when we're celebrating. Uh, let's talk about the big guy, Zuccardi uh, Q. That's a very different wine. What can you tell us about that? Zuccardi Q, I tell first the story about the Q. In 1996, uh, we started doing and we, we propose ourselves to do the best varieties we could do in, in the region. And we choose the best part of the vineyards, and we put a queue per quality in the, in the end of each road. And also we choose the best group of workers we had, and in their shirt we put a queue project <laughs> per quality. <laughs> and... In 1997, 1998, 1999, we started producing our first Zucardi Q wines. Were the first wines that have the, the our last name on the label. And we have the in the Q range because we have different varieties, but the more characteristic wine is the Malbec. And these Malbec have grapes from different regions of the Uco Valley. But especially we, we focus in, in, in a region like uh, Parajeltamira, in a region like uh, Chacalles, and in Hualtadari. And these uh, are the Malbecs that are, are more characteristic because the altitude uh, in the areas we cultivate, we have mm -hmm. two very important things that the mountain gives to us. 
we love to say we produce mountain wines because yeah. the mountains give us the soil. The soils where we cultivate are all alluvial soils. The water we use for irrigation comes from the melting of the snow on top of the Andes. And the weather is like it is because the Andes are, are so high at this latitude. The Andes are average between five to 6,000 meters tall. We have mm -hmm. uh, 150 kilometers from Mendoza. We have Aconcagua, that is the tallest mountain in America and is uh, 6,962 meters. It's, it's really very, very tall. But the mountains, the altitude, give us a lot of sunlight. We have less atmosphere in a very dry environment. It means a lot of sunlight. But also, as soon as you go up in the mountains, you have less temperature. Every 100 meters we go up, we have one degree centigrade less in average. Then in that regions where we cultivate these Malbecs, we have a lot of sunlight, cool nights, hot days, and it allowed us to ripe the Malbec in a very good way, yeah. keeping the freshness. Yeah, a lot of freshness. Jose, uh, I'm sorry that we're so we're out of time, but it was so fantastic to have a, a just a glimpse inside of Christmas uh, at Zucardi with you and your family. And I guess if I wasn't going to celebrate Christmas in a cold, snowy place like Canada, I would love to be uh, on a hillside in the Andes in, in Mendoza with you uh, with a glass of wine. Thanks for joining us today. Great pleasure to, to be with you. And we wait for you in, even if after Christmas, we wait for you here. Feliz Navidad para todos. Thanks so much. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. From mountain adventures and Okanagan wine, experience Penticton this holiday season. Visit one of over 80 nearby wineries with an intimate winter wine tasting. You can also sample local ice wines or pick up a holiday gift pack, basket, or even a case of wine. Can't make it in? Shop online and have the wine shipped right to your house. Before you go to Penticton, make sure to check the website for information on wine tours, tasting room hours, and highway conditions. And for more trip inspiration, go to visitpenticton.com. The Inn at Therapy Vineyards invites you to get away for a luxurious retreat experience. Modern rooms overlooking the vineyards and Lake Okanagan set the tone for a relaxing and refreshing stay on the Naramata bench. Relax on your patio, soak in the hot tub, and enjoy a guided tasting experience in the Therapy Vineyards wine shop. Book your room or order Therapy Vineyards award-winning wines and have them delivered to your door at therapyvineyards.com because everyone needs a little therapy. A ring-a-ding-ding. -ding. Time for happy hour at the Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. Featuring wine by the glass starting at just five bucks, along with the most fabulous gourmet bites the West Side has ever seen. Daily from 2 to 5 p.m. Plus, join us for Tommy and Tannen Tuesdays. Order a giant tomahawk ribeye and get your first bottle of Mount Boucherie Reserve Merlot for just five bucks. The Modest Butcher at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. See you today. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, 
pays tribute to his outlaw nature, a bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name, Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summerhill's Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summerhill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summerhill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Talking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe home where you can see every couple tries to stop. Well, Merry Christmas, British Columbia. It's our home for the holiday show. And joining us now is Paul Brenner. Of course, he's the owner of Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the very picturesque Cowichan Valley on Vancouver Island, but he's joining us today from Lima, Peru. Paul, how are you? Ho, 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 and a Merry Christmas to you. Feliz <laughs> Navidad. Ah, Christina, how are you? Uh, very good. <laughs> so great to talk to you. We've been talking to people both in BC. We were just in Argentina as well. So we, we do want to talk a bit about, uh, well, we want to talk only about uh, Christmas time. But maybe let's start at the beginning, Paul. You, where did you grow up when you were a kid, and do what are your sort of earliest memories of Christmas? Geez, my, my earliest memory of Christmas is really not a very nice memory because <laughs> we were we were about there. We were five boys. We grew up in Colorado in a small town at the time. It's it's a well known town now, but at the time it was a tiny town. And five boys, and we had the youngest brother who we always thought was favored. So we were the oldest, me and my twin brother, about six, maybe. Maybe a little more than that. Anyway, we packed up this giant box with a bunch of coal in it, because in those days you used coal to heat your house. Yeah. And we wrapped it all up and we gave it to my youngest brother. And we thought this was super clever. And he opened his gift on Christmas Day and burst out crying. He was absolutely devastated. And to this day, I feel really bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my earliest memory. Oh, of wow. And Christina, how about you? Where did, where, what's your earliest memories? We were 11 kids. So the, um, maybe when I was yeah in school uh, around yeah six or seven too, and I remember uh, making the Christmas tree, and I mean lots of um, kids running around and my mom running around and lots of presents and <laughs> and lots yeah. of food. <clears throat> It's very similar to what you have in Canada. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I find that everybody tells me that it's similar, but Paul, you know, it's, it's snowing in Canada and I doubt that it's snowing where you are. So that, does that change the mindset of of Christmas when you you jump back and forth like that? In all honesty, having grown up with a white Christmas always, because we were in the mountains in Colorado and the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, and then into Wyoming and then to British Columbia. Man, a white Christmas. You can't beat a white Christmas. So, yeah, it's Christmas, but it's not the same. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we like a white Christmas for about two days in Vancouver and then we, <laughs> we hope it goes away quickly. But uh, we've already had snow earlier in November unexpectedly. So it's kind of it's uh, I think we're going for a, a, a good winter here in Vancouver. Well, let's hope it's not too cold and the snow's not too deep. Yeah. Well, I, I got to ask you because I, I've been asking people about that one gift, that gift that you always wanted when you were a little kid and uh, and it showed up. Uh, was there one that you could talk about uh, that you were really wanted and it actually showed up one of those years? Jeez, I if it did, I don't remember. It couldn't have been. We were, uh, you know, five boys and, and not very wealthy. So and and we were forced to give away a gift every year. So I I do remember one sort of story about that was we had a couple of poor kids, welfare kids, and we always had to go down and pick a gift and go and give it to them. And and uh, what a what a yeah, my mother made us do that. But what a what a pleasure when you see those kids who didn't have anything and we had all this stuff, relatively speaking, and and the smiles on their faces and that when you showed up their house with a big box of of stuff. So personally, I don't remember you know anything specific, but I do remember that. Yeah. Well, it's not that easy to remember. I mean, I, I remember getting a, a pair of uh, Bauer Black Panther skates, and I, I thought that was the most incredible thing because uh, I was, you know, I was destined to be in the NHL, and I couldn't get there without a <laughs> pair of Bauer Black Panther skates. And uh, so they did show up one Christmas, but I, I didn't ever make it to the NHL. So, <laughs> but There's they were fine. Yeah, there's still time. They could use me actually in front of the net, I think. Uh, yeah. So, well, let's just talk about Christina. When, when will you celebrate now this year? Will it be the night before the day of? How, how, how does it work in Peru? Uh, at, at home, we always celebrate the 24th at night. Uh-huh. Uh, we start about um, seven o'clock, more or less. And we pray in front of the nativity and sing Christmas songs. And then while well, we have the dinner, the present, whatever. And the next day uh, we get together with my aunts and uncles and just celebrate like lunchtime. Yeah. yeah with a bigger family. What what will be on the table on, on uh, Christmas night then? Or Christmas Eve? What will be on the table? Turkey. Yeah, it'll Always be, turkey. But it'll be a Pisco-soaked turkey. <laughs> Yeah. So, so they marinate the the turkey in pisco for what a couple of days yeah. or something. Yeah, holy know. smokes! You don't want to light a match then. <laughs> what and does that tenderize the turkey, or what's the idea I, of that? I don't know, but we do the same. It tastes good, <laughs> but we have too much pisco. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, what will happen in in uh, in the couch in Paul? Do you, uh, will it be a completely different kind of Christmas there? Well, I you know I think probably not. We'll all hope. Well, we kind of sort of hope for snow because it's it it looks beautiful, but maybe it won't snow. But uh, Blue Grouse is going to have the uh, Trail of Lights, so we partner with a bunch of farms and some other wineries in the valley, and you can kind of drive from. Uh, somewhere near Duncan, down past us into the Cowichan Valley and see all the different farms and, and our winery, of course, all lit up and we're open a bit late in the evening so that yeah. people come in and have a glass of eggnog. Eggnog, maybe mm -hmm. with Pisco in it. 
Maybe, maybe they'd have to raid my cellar. <laughs> okay. Uh, of course, Paul Bruner's our guest, along with Christina, and, and uh, Paul r- runs a Blue Grouse Winery. So, Paul, if we were gonna, if you were gonna mention a couple of wines from Blue Grouse that would work well, uh, let's say at a either a turkey or a ham, or maybe even a salmon uh, dinner in Vancouver. A lot of people choose different things. What 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 should they be looking for from uh, Blue Grouse? Well, I think I'd probably try our first first effort at uh, Chardonnay, certainly with the turkey. So um, there's not much Chardonnay grown in the Cowichan Valley. And there is one grower and there's a couple of us now who buy grapes from them. And we're making uh, we're making it a, a kind of a, a nice, different a kind of not not buttery and not uh, <laughs> woody. Uh, or not oaky Um, and it's it's quite different it's quite nice and blue grouse and and I think a number of others now but certainly blue grouse we've got uh, six or seven acres of of chardonnay that we're going to be planting we've planted some and we're going to plant some more and certainly that'd be my first first try and the other one I'd probably just go with particularly with the ham and maybe the salmon I'd go with um our 2020 Pinot Noir, which is about to be released. It'll be a nice Christmas gift. I think the Chardonnay was released on the 1st of November and the Pinot Noir is going to be released on the 1st of December. So 2020. Yeah. So those would be nice catches if you can get them. That, that sounds uh, sounds absolutely perfect to me. And of course, people can pick those wines up online or in uh, private wine shops. Uh, and you have some wines now in the BCLDB as well, I believe. No, we haven't made that leap yet. No? Oh. We keep talking about it, but we still make fairly, the, the volume's pretty modest. We did 6,000 cases this past year, and right. we just haven't, uh, we just don't feel we have enough volume to be able to support them the way we'd need to. Too many customers. Too, yeah, it's a terrible ha- It's a terrible problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay, are you... Uh, do, do, are you hoping for something this year, Paul, that we don't know about? Uh, what do you wish? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christina says a bicycle. Yeah. One with the little tassels on the handles there. Right. Uh, what are you going to do? What will you do in uh, in Peru for uh, uh, over the holidays? We go to the beach. Uh-huh. See, yeah. I don't even think of that at the moment, but that that sounds fantastic. That's that's kind of, you know, the day after Christmas up to the day after New Year's is kind of beach time and everybody heads to the beach and we'll be among them. Will you and and uh, is it tradition? Can you have a drink at the beach too, uh, Christina, or not? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. You, yeah, yeah. You can have yeah. a drink at the beach. Yeah, there is no problem with that. Civilized. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Sporadically, uh, at least. Yeah. We mentioned uh, you mentioned a tree. Will you have a tree too? Like, how, do you have that tradition for a Christmas tree, or is it a different kind of tree, or what? What? What do you uh, decorate? No, it's the same. The same tree as uh, yeah. The same. Como se llama? What is yeah, it it's, a, the, it's a plastic tree. Yeah, well, it's plastic, <laughs> but it looks the same. It <laughs> looks. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a regular conifer. You know, kind of. Pine tree kind of Christmas tree and bought in the local equivalent of Hudson Bay store. 
been great to catch up with you and uh, fun to hear a few things about uh, what's going on in Peru. So we've done Peru, we've done Mendoza, uh, <laughs> we've talked about uh, the Cowichan, we've been in Kelowna, and I think uh, uh, we have one more. We're going to go to the Naramata bench to talk to, uh, to a French winemaker about her traditions too. So thanks for joining us on, on the show today and sharing some of your memories of uh, Home for the Holidays. Well, thank you, and have a very merry and safe Christmas, and all the best to everybody in British Columbia. Okay, you too, and Christina, to you and your family, all the best. Thank you so much. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination? The Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. Relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan this holiday season. Discover fantastic wine, enjoy festive events and offers, pick up some holiday gifts, or sample some South Okanagan ice wine from over 180 of BC's finest wineries. From Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench, to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, right down to Oliver Asoyu's Wine Country. Before you go, look for community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration at visitsouthokanagan.com. Gentle hills and secluded valleys, an ideal climate, and modern vineyard management. These are the foundations used to create Einzweiss Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. Made with the same grapes and care that go into their award-winning regular Rieslings, Einzweiss Zero captures the important natural aromas and remarkable properties of the terroir while still being refreshing, delicious, and absolutely alcohol-free. Einzweiss Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. For details, visit softcrush.ca. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. We're back with a special shout-out to all the Bounce Radio stations across the province. CFAX 1070 in Victoria, Radio NL in Kamloops, and AM 1150 in Kelowna. Our guest is Penelope Roche. She's a vigneron at Roche Wines on the Naramata bench. Uh, grew up in France and joins us today to talk a little bit about her experiences there and uh, how she's trying to bring them over here as well. Penelope, how are you? Good, thank you. Bonjour. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Bonjour. Uh, so nice to talk to you. You, you. Can, we can say you grew up in Bordeaux. Is that would that be uh, acceptable? It is definitely in Bordeaux, uh, exactly um, at a place called Chateau Les Camembriens. Uh, yeah. And uh, yes, I grew up there, and I moved to Canada when I was thirty. 
When you were 30. Chateau uh, Le Carme, Aubryon, we can't spend a lot of time there, but that is a, a, very, a highly respected uh, property in Bordeaux in a fantastic area to make wine. Uh, what, a, what a place to grow up. Yeah, I was very, very lucky, and I have very good memories over there. Um, then, yeah, in a, in a chateau that was um, not very big, but very cute, and in mm-hmm. downtown Bordeaux, then I was very lucky as, as a young uh, girl, for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, you made stops in Spain, New Zealand, Australia. You've been around the world. You came to the Okanagan. Uh, you, you got together with a partner in the Okanagan, and now you have Roche Wines uh, on the bench. Uh, it's only a couple days to Christmas and New Year's. Uh, how will you celebrate the holidays? Because I think the French are, they do a little do something a little bit different, or you'd like to do something a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, we used to, like, you know, in the chateau, uh, my grandmother used to live in the, on the first floor. And for Christmas, uh, we, we used to be all together with my family. And every Christmas, we were about like 25 people for dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then that was a, a huge venue with everybody. And, um, you know, we, we had our, our, our tradition. But I think in, in France, um, like New Year is almost more important in terms of uh, tradition and things you really do uh, differently. To uh, because, yep. yeah. Well, why is that? Because you have so much champagne around, or <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know what? It's a very good uh, guess. Uh, it could be, uh, but. Because I think French people really like to party uh, mm-hmm. and we love to eat and drink. I think it's really anchored in our, in, in our culture. Yeah. Uh, then every every time we have an occasion to get together, open some very good wine bottle or champagne and, uh, and eat very well and party late, I think every occasion is good. And I think New Year is, is the, the most logical occasion to do so. I'm with you. Penelope Roche is the Vigneron and Roche wines on the Naramata bench. And we're talking about the, the French propensity to, to celebrate longer and harder, perhaps, into the holiday season and really make a big deal about New Year's, uh, which is important. Uh, start of the new year, new dreams, new thoughts. Uh, it is fun to celebrate. Uh, do, do you remember anything about your childhood? Uh, I know you talked about the dinner. Was there was there like a gift or something that w- was very special that you got when you were a little little uh, toddler? Oh, I mean, you know, I, I was kind of a tomboy, uh, and I really loved remote control cars, uh, <laughs> and I used to like um, like like race them in between the the, the rows in the vineyard. You know? And oh, I wow. Was, yeah, I, I was racing uh, my cousin. We each take a, a vine row and uh, like race our remote control car the day after Christmas. And um, because I mean, in Bordeaux there is not no snow. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, that is- yeah, we, we used to do that. It was a lot of fun. That is so great. I mean, uh, you know, I, I always have this vision of Bordeaux, very staid. And, you know, actually, I, I've been in Bordeaux and been to Chateaus when some kids were having their birthday parties. It kind of always just shocked me. It's kind of like, wow, these guys have birthdays, too, and they celebrate stuff. And I think, man, you're so out of it, Tony, some days. Uh, racing cars in the vineyard in, in, in Bordeaux, I love it. I love it. That's a great story. 
okay, let's talk about uh, wines to celebrate here in, in BC. You've been doing such a great job on the bench. How about a couple of wines for the holidays that you could pitch to our listeners to enjoy from Roche? Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, um, one tradition we had for New Year, it was to make a duck breast on uh, vine cuttings in the big cheminies, you know, these kind of things. And we always yeah. had that duck. Uh, then I, I thought about uh, Nuance. Uh, it's one of our Bordeaux blend. Uh, the 19 um, is perfect for, for the holiday season. You know, people like to, to have it with like any type of meat or or just on its own, you know, in front of the fire. Um, yep. And then that's a good one for Bordeaux blend. Of course, I... Yeah. I, I, by the way, I love that name, Nuance. Uh, I mean, it is. It describes perfectly the wine and maybe the the uh, the ultimate aim of the winemaker to to make this wine, make a wine of nuance uh, because it's a blend. Uh, it's such a great name. Uh, congratulations on that. And of course, the wine's delicious. So I, I just thought I'd throw that in. Thank you so much. And and I can tell you, it was. Even more difficult than naming a kid, like for naming <laughs> or two Bordeaux blends. Yeah. So, and Nuance, it was the most difficult thing I think we 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 have to to do since here. Wow, good to know. Uh, okay, so that was duck. Uh, now what? What what what's another wine that we can think about? Um, you know, like we used to eat for Christmas at my grandmother, like a stuffed uh, turkey wings, and mm-hmm. uh, it was stuffed with uh, uh, some pork, actually, and a lot of herbs. And uh, we we used to drink Pinot Noir with that, and it was very, very good. Uh, then I thought about our tradition Pinot Noir uh, 2018, who could be um, a very good wine with like kind of a white meat like that. Um, yeah. That will be a... I think a very good uh, wine and food pairing. Yeah. Pinot Noir on the Nermata bench, are you pretty happy with that? Yes, definitely very, very happy. Uh, we grow it uh, um, on the bench, on the location that it's very beautiful. It's like an amphitheater facing uh, west. And uh, it, they are very happy vines who give us beautiful uh, fruit, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, it's so great to, to to speak to you today, Penelope. I know that it's been a long season and, and uh, uh, that you got the grapes in the door before that big snow back in November, but you, I imagine that you've been working all the way up till Christmas to get the, the wines in order in the cellar. Will, will you get any time off? Say, can you celebrate New Year's for like five weeks in January or not? <laughs> like Maybe we not. do in France? Yeah. Uh, like... <laughs> You know, uh, like we, we always hope, like last year we had a big project with the new label. Uh, then we spent our winter working a lot and we always yeah. have things on the go. But we we really hope this year we can um, take some time to go skiing with the kids and enjoy winter. Then uh, definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to uh, to wind down for sure. Yeah, get a get a break at some point. Uh, yeah. Really fun to talk to you. I'm uh, very much enjoying your wines, and I know that other British claimants are too. Uh, you can visit uh, the winery. Get set to visit the winery next year, folks. If you've never been there, get out there when the sunshine is out, and you can get out on the Naramata bench and really enjoy uh, your visit at Roche and taste a bunch of wines. By the way, those amulet wines that you're involved with, fantastic as well. Just a wonderful project. So Penelope, thanks so much for joining us today on the show. It was fun to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. 
That was Penelope Roche, Vigneron Roche Wines, and that's it for this year's edition of Home for the Holidays. Special thanks to our technical producer here in Vancouver, Dwayne Bishop, our assignment producer, Sherry Caleb, and all the extended team of the show in Victoria, Vancouver, the Okanagan, and, of course, Director of Ops, Stu Ferguson. We'll be back next week with a cool retrospective look at 2022, the winners, the new players, and what's in store for 2023. I'm Anthony Gismondi. Have a very merry and safe Christmas and holiday season ahead. From all of us at the show, Merry Christmas. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.